things every entrepreneur needs to know about marketing. Foundations for building a brand. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have no guest. <laughs> yes, we have no guest today. Today is the beginning of our Leaders Are Readers series. I've been hyping this up all over social media. If you listen to the podcast, you know I always ask every single guest, please recommend a book. The one book that you would say has been a game changer for you on your entrepreneurship journey. So those are the books that we're going to dive into in our Leaders Are Readers series. So today's episode, the first book that we're going to dive into is Epic. Every single marketing guru or marketing expert out there, all the big names that you can think of, I won't name them, but all the big names that you can think of, base their marketing on this very book. This is the foundation for what the understanding of marketing is. That's how big this book is. If you're an entrepreneur, early entrepreneur, mid-entrepreneur, whatever, you need to read this book, go through this framework, apply it to your business, and change the way you do business. This is what the experts and gurus are basing their strategies on. I'm just going to give you a little bit of this book, and I hope you get some actionable things that you can take away from listening to this, go and do in your business, and then read the book and apply everything to your business. So, Let's dive right in. Point number one, the customer is the hero and not your brand. Oh, we all make this mistake. I hope you got that. The customer is the hero or shero of their story and not your brand. Ever notice, and we all make this mistake, we've all been making this mistake and we see it a lot of times online where because as entrepreneurs, we've been working on this product or service for so long and we feel it's a game changer. It should be a game changer before we bring it to market, right? Which is fine. But we're so in love with our product that even in our marketing message, we're positioning our product or service as the hero and not positioning our customer as the hero or shero of the story. I know it can kind of sound confusing, you know, because I've read it, it makes sense to me. But I know now that I'm saying it, it can kind of sound confusing, but I hope I can help you out. It's like Nike. They make these amazing shoes. But notice how their marketing is not solely focused on the shoe. Their focus is on when Somebody puts the shoes on. The shoes enhance the hero that you already were, which is the positioning that we want. Yes, we're told to be an authority on a topic, or if you're a coach or a consultant, you're an authority on a topic, but you never want to be selling that your offering is the, what can I say, is the golden key. You always want to position that your customer already has all the ingredients that they need to be successful. And your offering is what's going to enhance what they already have to make them the hero or shero of their story. Oh my gosh, when I read this, light bulbs went off because it's also about managing expectation. If you're a coach or a consultant and you're selling a program that you've told someone is going to change their life, when they buy the program, they don't expect to do anything. They expect that just by purchasing the program, they're going to get the results promised. And that's when you get people saying a program doesn't work because already the way you positioned in the marketing was completely wrong. If even from the marketing, your customer, your ideal target customer understands that they already have all they need. They need this to put it to work. That is when the customer is the shero or hero of their story and not your brand. Step number two, Donald Miller says, businesses tend to sell solutions to external problems. But customers buy solutions to internal problems. He takes this even further. We all know that your business has got to solve a problem. So you're always asking, what problem are you solving? And he says, the more you talk about the problem your customer is having, the more they're interested in your brand. 
So, for example, talking to the early entrepreneur, what are the problems that they might be having? Frustration, maybe not knowing what to do, feeling stuck in their mindset of just needing to push through and not knowing how to. They might feel discouraged that they thought they were going to be at a certain point by now and they're not. Or maybe having an idea not knowing how to bring it to pass, right? Those are the problems that, for example, in my case, an early entrepreneur would be having. So the more you talk about the problems they're having, the more they're interested in your brand. So your brand has got to show empathy in your marketing messages. That What is empathy? It's walking in the other person's shoes. So we understand that you may be frustrated, depending on whatever it is. We understand that you may, whatever it is, but showing empathy. And that's just the first layer. He says that you need to understand, one, the external problem. So, for example, if you're a new entrepreneur, limited resources is an external problem. And then you need to understand the internal problem that your customer is having. Internal problem might be feeling stuck mentally in how you run your business. That's an internal problem. And then he says you should understand the philosophical problem that your customer is having. For example, having a belief system that only certain people are capable of being successful entrepreneurs. That's a philosophical problem. So he says a lot of times the mistake we make is we're selling to the external problem. The external problem of, you know, you need more resources or you need more leads. Whereas in, we should be selling to all those three layers of problems. So sitting down and understanding, okay, I understand my customer's external problem. How can my marketing speak to their internal problem? And then how can my marketing speak to the philosophical problem? And he says, your brand, when it can do all three of those things, then you're beginning to craft a solution to the problems that your customer has. Because your customer doesn't buy because they have an external problem. They buy because something is a solution to their internal and their philosophical problem. Step three of the SP7 framework, customers are not looking for another hero. They are looking for a guide. In other words, nobody's trying to be a sidekick in their own life. In fact, he goes even as far as saying that when people position as heroes and their product as heroes, it actually puts customers off. The customer is looking for a guide to help them in their becoming a hero. He says, if your product or service does not help your customer to meet a basic need, then there's no need for you. I'll repeat that. He says, if your product or service does not help your customer to meet a basic need, then there's no need for your product or service. So basically, Donald Miller says, your tagline of what your business does, short, simple tagline that when someone reads it, they completely understand what it is that your business does. Just those two things. How does your product help your customer to thrive? Or how does it help your customer to survive? These are the basic needs. Things like your product helps someone to save money. Your product helps someone to save time. Your product helps someone to gain a network that's helping someone to thrive. Your product helps someone to accumulate resources to get more money or to grow their business. Your product helps someone to gain meaning in life, right? It helps them to find purpose. That's basic thriving and surviving. Or your product helps someone to gain status. Or your product is something that allows someone to become more generous or to become more of who they feel they already are. Remember, your product is not the hero. Your product is to help the customer or the client 
become the hero or shero of their story. So part of understanding who your customer is, your customer avatar, is understanding not only where are they in their journey in life, but also understanding what do they aspire to be. Because once you understand what your customer or client aspires to be, then you can position as a guide that helps your customer become that hero or shero that she desires to be. Back to the example of Nikes or iPhone or whatever it is. When you're thinking of these things, you're thinking maybe consultants or coaches, but even in terms of products, people associate, they aspire to be a certain person. So buying an iPhone isn't really about buying a phone. There are plenty of phones out there. It's about becoming that identity, that aspirational identity of who the iPhone person is. That's what they're selling you. As new entrepreneurs, we have to do the work because we're not just competing with small businesses. We're competing with big businesses, with huge departments that do all this work and who have people dedicated to doing this work. So we have to sit down and really understand who our customer aspires to be so that we can position to be that guide that helps the customer be the person they've always wanted to be. Another example, products, luxury products, you know, like Rolex. It's not about the watch. There are plenty of watches out there if it's about telling the time. It's about that sense of I've arrived when you become a person who can wear a Rolex. That's what they're selling to, that ability to thrive or survive back to those basic needs. As luxury as Rolex is, they're speaking to the ability of the person to thrive. It's a show of gaining status, which is back to a basic need. So we need to do all that work to identify how does our product or service speak to the basic needs of our customer? Because if we can do that and we can clarify our marketing message so well that our customer understands that our solution is solving their internal problem and their philosophical problem. Remember, the point of marketing is to reduce the cost of selling. The reason we have to sell, 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 sell is because we haven't done the work to make our marketing so clear that it's apparent how we help our customer or client. That way, it's so easy to sell. To refer to one of our previous guests, Merit Khan, who's the CEO of a company called Select Sales, selling is about a mutual selection process. Once our marketing does that job well of helping our customer understand how we not only solve their external problem, their internal problem, and their philosophical problem, then it's simply a choice of us being selected by the customer to do the job. Step four of the SB7 framework says, customers trust a guide who has a plan. This is crucial. So now that our customer understands that we have a solution to their internal, external philosophical problem, right? Our message is so clear, so simple, easy to understand about what it is that we do and how we solve their problem and how we're gonna help them to survive and thrive. Now, our customer needs to know how exactly are you going to do that because they've had this problem for however long or maybe all their life. Now, they need to understand what's the plan? What's the plan that's going to get me from where I am right now to the place where I want to be? When you share the plan of how you're going to move your customer from point A as their guide to point B where they want to be, that's where you build trust. So on your website, on your social media, it should be very clear what the process is going to look like of how you're going to take your customer from one point to another point. So for example, if you're a coach, if you're a consultant, if it's a course, spell out 
what the course is going to do and how the course is going to work and how many weeks the course is going to take and what it's going to require of your customer to get to the point of where they are aspiring to be. The other thing, it's very important because you're managing expectations. Because if you don't manage expectations, then you have a client who's bought something they think is going to give them results in two days. And yet your program is actually designed to give someone results in 12 weeks. That customer is going to say, this product is crap. It doesn't work. And it's not that it doesn't work. It's that we didn't do the job of communicating and managing the customer's expectations. So even if it's a product, how is it going to work? So you're going to go on the website. You're going to click on the buy now. After this, you should expect a delivery of your product at this and this and this time. Within that time, if you have problems, you can contact this email. Remember, you're building trust in your plan. The other thing to consider is having a what a previous guest of ours, Danny Stanton, called a bold risk reversal. Reduce the risk of your customer buying from you. So 100% money back guarantee or like if you don't get results within X amount of days, you can get a refund so that your customer can sense that this product or service is really going to do what it says it's going to do. Because if it doesn't, this company is so certain that if I follow their plan, they're going to give me these results that if I don't get the results, they will give me my money back. Your plan is not only managing expectations, it's reducing risk, it's creating trust. And if it's the kind of product that has aftercare, then you'd like to mention that. For example, after you purchase, maybe you have to assemble the thing. This is how you're going to assemble the thing. Maybe there's a video, an email that you'll get with an easy step-by-step video of how you're going to assemble the thing or how you're going to put it together. Answer all the questions and all the possible reasons that your customer would be like, oh, I kind of like this product, but then I'd have to do this or I wouldn't want to have to do this. The reason that your customer would hesitate to buy, provide answers to all those things in your plan and lay it out on your website so that there is no question as to what should happen and what will happen and how it will happen. So that's my take of the first four steps in this book. This book is amazing. It's so amazing that I've prepared something to share with you. If you go to our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com, you can grab our free write-up on this episode. So it's stuff that I haven't included in this episode, which you'll be able to read. So it's not a repetition of this. Go to our website, www.reinventingperspectives.com and click on where it says marketing frameworks that actually work. And you can have that. It's free and I think it's value packed. Let me know what you think about it when you do read it and you get it. But I really do believe that it's going to be great in addition to this. And if you're a person who is like, great, After I've done all the work to build my brand, what next? Because this book addresses how to build your marketing messaging so that it resonates with customers and build your brand. But then maybe you're like, okay, I also need to work on my offer. How can I improve my offer? Previous episode that we had in season two with Daniel Stanzas, and it's titled Marketing Frameworks That Work. I would highly recommend that episode to anyone because in that episode, he has what he calls a four by four offer creation framework. So he's going to talk you through the things to consider and perfecting your offer. Because it's one thing to have a great website with a great message, with a great brand message too, that attracts the customer that you want. And then you need to couple that with an absolutely amazing offer. 
because there's no point in having a great brand message and then your offer is average or lukewarm. So go back to that episode, season two of this podcast with Daniel Standers, and it's called Marketing Frameworks That Work. And listen in for his 4 by 4 offer framework. Perfect your offering and perfect your branding. And let me know. Let me know how things are going. Thank you so much for your time. We absolutely value it. And do please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And let me know how we're doing, first of all. What kind of guests you'd like me to have on. And let me know if this is helping you at all. Because this is the first time we're doing it. And we want to make sure that the next episode of our Leaders or Readers series is even more value-packed than this. So I hope I've created a little bit of a package for you this week. This episode, go to our website, grab the free three things every entrepreneur needs to know. That's for you. It's full of value. And go back to our season two and listen to that episode about the 4 by 4 offer creation framework. And I think if you're an early entrepreneur, those three things are going to take your marketing into the next level. Don't just trust my words. Let me know how things go for you. All right. Thank you so much and catch you next week.